Welcome back to another episode of Bebo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about UT, UT sports from everything from football and baseball and everything in between. I'm your host, Thomas, and I'll, as always, joining me is James. How are you doing today, James? What's up, Tommy? Man, I'm doing good. We had a long weekend, a uh, rough weekend if you're a Longhorn baseball fan. Um, but, you know, we're here. We're ready to do our thing. Yeah, it was, it was definitely... Um... Not a great weekend for us, um, but man, like I've never seen. It's just two. Like I've seen, you know, of course, seen, of course, a grand slam walk off, but like a stolen home play walk to win the game, and then to come back from a two to seven uh, deficit. It's just, it was just crazy. It was a crazy weekend. Yeah, I felt like um, we were watching our football team. Like I didn't know how creative they wanted to be to actually find a way to lose games. Like, you never see a walk-off stolen home, you know, to lose a game. And then, yeah. like, how can we one-up that? Like, oh, let's throw in a walk-off grand slam the next night, next innings. Especially, mm-hmm. like you said, after battling back from, you know, the, that terrible first inning that we had. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the only thing, I, you know, we'll get to it. But I think I'm a little bit – I'm okay with it because it gives our team something to play for. A chip on the shoulder instead of having to sit up there on the throne and, you know, find ways to be motivated – I feel like that's very hard and it takes a very it's to ask that of professional athletes and grown men is hard and to ask that of uh, kids who have classes and friends and, you know, all that stuff is even harder. So, you know, maybe in the long run, it'll it'll help us out, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about game one. Um, We'll start off with them. Um, You know, is. Yeah, I would. You know, I've noticed is every time we get a. a lead in the first <laughs> in the first inning, like it just automatically goes away. Yeah. Automatically goes away. And we're just you know, we're we're tied up again or we're losing it. Like, you know, Pete let's see Pete did seven innings, three hits, three runs, three earned, and seven Ks. He gave up three home runs, but they're all sing they're all solos and you know we it's just Pete He's he settles down sometimes and he'll he'll leave a, a hanging pitch and they'll they'll take advantage of it but that's what good hitters do and Texas is a good te- Texas is a good team um, we're not gonna try to say they're not you know they're they are really good um, so you know just that you know that that game was like we were talking about that game was just different um, we get the lead lose the lead get the lead back have us have it tied up and then you know just Nixon doing what Nixon does like he was at an 0-2 count two outs probably about to throw that slider to get it get us out of the inning and they they watched film and they took advantage of it yeah definitely and you know this Texas Tech team they're not scared of us at all they have a a veteran group of of ball players they're you know are going to host a regional probably host a super regional they've been to Omaha they have a great coach, so they're not going to be intimidated by Texas at all, and they, were, they made us pay for all the mistakes we made. Like you said, you know, Pete went out there. You, you know, they had three hits and get, it's got three runs off of them, and um, those two homers, I, you know, when I watched the game, I'm like, man, how small is this ballpark? It looked relatively small, so I guess smaller compared to the dish, 
But, man, everything was flying out of there. But, you know, he settled down and he retired 18 batters in a row. Like, that's the peak we expect. But mm-hmm. you got to take, you know, it, it during that you're going to give up, you know, you're going to make some pitching mistakes as anyone will. And But the only difference is they made us pay for those. You know, they hit three home runs in the first two innings and that lead, you know, went away really quick. But luckily this, you know, this weekend Melendez was on fire, right? He he didn't get it out, you know, the first two games. He was patient. He walked. Murphy Staley was on fire. And then we had that latter part of the of the lineup, you know, the six, seven, eight guys, nine, still kind of a struggle. But they actually came in and, you know, they had some clutch home runs and clutch hits and clutch doubles. And Messenger continued to hit the ball very well. So, you know, overall, um, yeah, it sucks to lose a game that way. But there are some positives to go at. I feel like watching along, if you watch that game without the context of the scoring, it seems like we should have lost that game by a lot more than we really did. Um, but, but just to lose that way, you know, it was terrible. And Nixon was just, I don't, I don't know, I guess you can kind of tell. they. I mean, obviously they did their scouting reports. But I remember before that pitch even happened, maybe three or four pitches before that, looking at the runner on third base and the coach just kind of looked at him and they smiled. And it's like, I bet you they had this thing planned. You know, like if he gets down 0-2, we're going to run. And man, it, it hurts, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just just seeing that happen and then like Nixon not being aware at all. Like I saw somebody, I think it was – I can't. I don't want to give the wrong credit to the wrong person on Twitter, but they said if you ever see anybody stealing home, just go and beam the batter, and the play's dead. The batter gets first, and the play, and the runner has to go back to third. Yeah. So don't even try to make a throw so to get him out. Just throw at the hitter and get and like beam him, and you know that's a de- it's a dead play. They have to go back. Everybody go. You know I think first was open. So they wouldn't have walked in the run, but hey, you know something, something for uh, Nixon to pay attention to. Um, I think he has a lot more to pay attention to than or work on than just that. Um, I think situational uh, awareness was a problem in both games. You know, um, whenever they gave up that big lead in the second game, they hit that little dribbler back or not it wasn't a dribbler they hit like a line drive there should have been a double play ball to end the game and mm-hmm. he batted it down and then tried to go home and you know they got a run everybody was safe and it was you know i think the yeah, situation and then melendez had a play where you know he tried to go home with it and the ball just kind of flung out of his hand when he should have just went or went to first and got the out and given up the run and you know when they're getting out some of these plays you i mean when they're getting runs on these plays you've got to try to get outs right yeah yeah because we what we took a Eleven to seven lead into yeah. the in, into like the eighth, I think. Yeah, and then they tied and, it up. And they tied it up. So like, just there, you gotta trade outs for runs. You know, I know Melinda was trying to make a play because he ended up making that same play. Um, and later, either I think in game three he made that same play. Um, he caught a high chopper and threw it home, got the out. And okay, that's cool. But you know, really the first, you know, game two. You know, we lost 16 to 12 off a walk-off Grand Slam. So, really, it's, you know, we lost lost on a walk-off again. Um, but the real concern is Stevens, Tristan, man. Like, no, he, he got no one out, had five hits, five runs, five earns, and two walks. Uh, that's not – man, that's that's not it. That, that's, that's, not, that's concerning. Yeah, I wonder if there's something, you know, I'm not trying to start stir the pot, but maybe there's something medically going on we weren't aware of. 
But I feel like, you know, with the loss of wit, they probably would have taken some more precautionary measures if that was the case. It seems like you just didn't have it, man. The first seven batters that came up to bat all reach base, um, you know, safely. And they took they scored five runs and um, I mean, seven runs. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, it was just it, it felt weird. I was watching the game while I was at the gym. And uh, I, you know, I lost my my mood quick, and I was just ready to get home and watch it, you know, in my room or my living room. And I'm like, this is what it feels like to be on the other side of these huge innings. Like, you know, we go and score 19, and it just seems never ending. And it felt, you know, terrible. And I can't imagine what you know Tristan feels like. I know he's a competitor, and he's used to going out there and being lights out and going six innings. And uh, you know, I just, you know, hope he can recover mentally from a game like this. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, he he's a veteran. He's you know he's been there. He knows um what like he knows how he hopefully he can get himself back into um into form. Uh, we're definitely going to need him. Um. So, but yeah, like, but you know, I what I loved about the team was you know we're down seven two after the first and I I could kind of text you I was like man I, I can't watch this right now like I I had a it was so that that was Saturday I was getting ready to go to the Randy Rogers concert and all that so I mean I can't, I can't I don't want to get in bad mood it's like I'm just gonna turn it off so I turned it off and. But when I turn it off, I never turn it off because it's really like I, I see it on Twitter. Okay, okay, we got we got to run back. Okay, let me let me check in real quick. Look, okay, we got out of that inning. Turn it off. Get back when we're bad. Okay, got another run. So like I'm always kind of peeking in on it. I'm not, I can never not watch the game. So, but you know, just see them battle back. You know, Lindez and Staley were just on fire the whole, almost the whole weekend. Like. Uh, this is this is Melinda's stat. Like he had since the sixth inning on Tuesday, that's 13 consecutive plate appearances without making an out. And how, and how many home runs during that? Eight hits, three home runs, a double, and five walks. And that, and none of those five walks weren't give me walks. He waited. He yeah. he stood at the plate. He t- he waited for his pitch. And if he when he got his pitch. It was gone most of the time. So yeah, a Saturday I saw him. He got down 0-2 on one of those home runs, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is it. You know, he's he's done. You know, but last year's Melendez would have, you know, chased the curveball, uh, been impatient, trying to do uh, too much, and yeah, he was patient. He earned all those walks, and I think the the team in general. Um, you know, a lot of times when you get down, you know, five runs, you try to get it all back in one swing. And I'm, you know, I'm happy this team, it, it, as far as hitting wise, they were patient, you know, they got base hits. I don't think we had a, uh, an inning where we went down one, two, three in the entire game, entire game. And, you know, they were all patient, you know, you chipped away and yeah, Melendez and Staley, man, they're just on fire right now. And, um, you know, especially this week going into, uh, I, I guess kind of like a hate week, you know, we got A&M and Oklahoma, like, you know, mm-hmm. hate more, but, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to, trying to figure it all out. Yeah, so, you know, game three, you know, it's uh, Lucas Gordon comes up. And luckily, like, he – so, in game two, we used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight play, eight pitchers. 
And we needed Gordon to go out and pitch almost a complete game, which ended up being almost a, a complete almost a complete game because we won 12-1, to 1, and apparently there's a run rule. On Sunday so, game. If, if you're a traveling team, yeah, it's a, on the Sunday game there's a run rule. Yeah, he yeah. went six innings, man. You know, did great, five hits, one earned run, two walks, seven strikeouts. Um, this is the second week in a row he's delivered solid performances on Sunday when we really needed mm-hmm. him. And it's like kind of like last year where uh, we had, you know, Kobe Kuchek as our Sunday starter. And then Pete Hansen, you know, kind of earned that that spot after the A&M weekend. And look, you know, it's almost like a, a mere reflection of last year where A&M's coming. Um, um, Lucas Gordon is kind of finding his groove and selling in on that Sunday spot. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's a very refreshing and it's good, you know, this year and last year um, where or uh, you know looking ahead to next year you know i try not to think too far ahead but you think we're gonna lose a lot of guys and you know uh pete hans is gonna be gone and um tristan stevens is gonna be gone so at least now it looks like we kind of have our friday saturday guys for next year in wit and gordon but yeah man you know great pitching performance you know coy cobb came out you know same thing gave up one hit no one run he got to get us out of there early on the the run rule so yeah, yeah super happy yeah, that was nice. Um, so you end up, you know, end up with the bang, like, and I think that goes to show you like how close these games were. You know, like Texas, Texas easily swept the series, but the but coming down to some pitching mistakes and defensively mistakes is what cost us the first two games, and. You know, somebody they can all, everybody can say, oh, it's just a Sunday game. Well, we threw our Sunday guy, y'all threw y'all Sunday guy, and we still hit. You know, y'all couldn't hit ours. So, you know, that's we just need Tristan maybe to get back in the spot where he's usually at, and then we're good. Um, so we just we just need we need to figure out the bullpen. Like I really like um, uh, Marcus, and then. It's just like Travis uh, Staley. He kind of flip flip flops back and forth. Luke, I like Luke Harrison. Uh, I don't really know what was the issue with him. And then you know the main person we need to worry about is Nixon. Like yeah. he's supposed to be our closer, and he's he's blown the last two games. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would kind of question. I you know you always think when you lose the lead in the ninth, like how long do you let this guy go, right? And I think we just let him out, you know, let him out there a little bit too long. But he's had problems all year locating his fastball. You know, that slider has been on point. But, you know, if you're a a good hitting ball club all day, you're going to be like, yeah, I'll let that fastball go and just sit slider, you know. And um, if that's all you have to do, then, yeah, definitely Nixon needs to uh, get his stuff together. But I think as a whole, we need to definitely tie in and find out where guys work best when it comes to relieving. You know, Duplantier, you know, he struggled in midweek starters, and then he comes in and gives up a a, a walk-off grand slam. So, you know, I, like I said, I'm never going to come on this show and bash kids, um, especially ones that choose to play for, you know, our favorite university. But yeah. I think there needs to be a definite reevaluation and, you know, maybe a nut check for some of these kids, you know. Um, the, uh, hopefully dropping down to the, you know, the eighth spot. Like I said earlier, it's going to be a wake-up call for these guys and give them something to play for. You know, I'm sure they all feel like they should be number one, but, you know, this team didn't earn that number one spot. You know, last year's team did. 
So mm-hmm. now they, you know, have um, something to play for and, you know, to hopefully rally around because we're the third best team in the Big 12 right now, according to the NCAA, um, you know, rankings. We got Oklahoma State, it's the highest ranked team, and then Tech right ahead of us, and then, you know, us, and the new number one team is Tennessee, which, you know, we beat them on a neutral site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this team, it's the uh, the ceiling is the limit for this team. You know, obviously Omaha is the goal, but I feel like it's going to be a lot of mental preparedness, and I think this team is only going to go as far as our bullpen is going to take us. Yeah, and that's like that's kind of what was the opposite of what we thought of coming in this year. It was all right, pitching is going to get us there. Can we hit? Well, we can hit the ball. Don't. You know, I've never seen so many back-to-back home runs. I've never seen, like, just, con- like, I think at one point in time on uh, Sunday Sunday's game, we had four straight hits off the first pitch ball. Like, you know, these, these guys are seeing the ball hitting, and then they're kind of taking, a, um, like, Melinda, like, Melendez and Staley had an off game, apparently, on Sunday, and we were unrolled them. So other people still took a, um, showed up and took their spot, even though Melendez and Staley both had a couple hits and a couple timely hits. But um, so it's just nice to see the whole team's contributing batting wise, and so yeah. But you know we have like we have a big game Tuesday um, against A&M at home, and you're gonna be at the game. I so. will be. I'm leaving uh, work tomorrow around lunchtime. Uh, we're about you know an hour and a half away from Austin. So we'll get there, you know, go hit up the co-op, get some gear, uh, get some food. Uh, yeah. If Austin listeners, if you're here, um, if you're listening to this, you know, drop some, uh, food suggestions, some drink spot suggestions in our Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I'll be there, man. We're sitting, uh, section five, row six, I believe. So we'll be close. We'll be there. You know, it's every time you get around this many Aggies, cause you know, they're going to travel. It's kind of oh, yeah. your nerves get up. And then, but, um, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Let's go out there. Let's score some runs. Let's see if we can get this. They're not that great. I think they lost two out of three to Auburn this weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go out there and let's get, you know, the offense is is good. Just keep it going. Uh, let's try to get some of these guys who, who aren't hitting. Let me, let me ask you this. How do you feel about the DH rule? Because I feel like we've been juggling that position all season long. You know, Dylan Campbell was supposed to be that guy. Um, you know, we got Jack O'Dowd. Um, and then I can't remember the kid's name who on Saturday played there. He gave quality at bats, but I believe he was a true freshman. Um, um Kate or like has something like that. I don't remember. Um, but like I think it hurts. Uh, you know, Austin Toggin, hurt kind of hurts that position because that was Staley's role. Staley was yeah. the DH, and then if you, Austin Todd's still in there, you know we're we're good there, but we're still trying to work it out. I think Campbell played really well on Gavin Sunday. Catch, by the way, it was his name. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, like, so we played – so Dylan played really well in the field on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's to say that maybe he gets into the field and Staley goes back to DH. But I don't know, like, we, kind of, we need to figure we need to figure it out sooner than later. Um so I, I think we need to have another left-hander on the on the field or on the bat. So. Yeah, you saw that a lot where they, you know, they would bring in the lefty to face the lefty, and 
you know, right after that, we have Eric Kennedy at the top of the lineup, batting lefty. So it's set up, you know, perfect for them. Um, yeah, we definitely need to add more left-handed bats throughout this lineup. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe Austin Todd. They haven't really ruled Austin Todd out for the season yet, right? Yeah. So, you know, maybe he'll come back later and kind of, you know, fill that void. But, you know, with his injury uh, history, I mean, you can't really count on that. But we got to have someone step up and fill that spot. You know, I feel like Dylan Campbell, once he got some, you know, he bunt for a single, he had a sack bunt, you know, they, he put the ball in play, he got a little bit of confidence. I feel like he played a lot better after that. So, you know, maybe that, that'll be the route. I'm interested to see who they put out there against uh, A&M this week. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like with the mid games, it's kind of difficult to figure out who's going to be, um, like who's gonna pitch? Cause I don't know who's gonna pitch for us. Like I could just went one 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 inning, um, on Saturday. So Sunday two, Sunday Monday. It's only a couple of days. Travis went an inning. Um, you know, do you put Andre back out there? Yeah. He only went. He you know he barely he threw like three pitches. Um. So I'll be interested to see who we put out there. You know, kind of looking at A&M's past Tuesdays, they've had, you know, they when they played Houston those couple of weeks ago, they put out a kid named Curtis. He went five innings, only gave up four hits, one one run, two strikeouts, um, and only one walk. But they used a lot of pitchers as well. So it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, it's – I wish we could have a weekend series with them so it could be um, best on best, but you know, we'll get that eventually. We'll get that here in a couple of weeks or a couple of years, hopefully. Yeah. And this is their Omaha, man. You know, they're not going to go to Omaha. They're, you know, they're probably never going to win a national title. So this is everything for them, which is, you know, is tough. Hopefully uh, Texas can have their mind, right. You know, not look, don't, you know what, this game really doesn't matter. It's mostly bragging rights and, you know, pride, but, you know, you don't want to be looking ahead to Oklahoma just yet. You know, he got a little brother in town. So, yeah, I'm interested to see who they march out there and pitch. I mean, your guess is as good as mine right now. Um, yeah. No idea where you even, you know, go. You know, Friday, you know, Jared Southern pitched, you know, he he didn't go very deep. So, you know, maybe he gets the call. Um, I, you, I, I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, get out there. The bats keep staying hot. You know, we figure. You know, we don't go into a close game to the ninth again. So, um, but so you know, looking forward. You know, looking past AM going to OU. Um, so their pitchers, the number one. So they won two out of three against Baylor at home. Uh, we won't be. They won't be in Norman. We'll be in Dallas in the new stadium. So that's going to be. Uh, I think that's a pretty big ballpark, so hopefully we'll still have some power to get out. Um, but their their Friday starter is a lefty with the running about an ERA of 1.4. Um, their Saturday starter is a, a right-hander, and he has an ERA of eight 8.6 this season. And then their Sunday starter is Atwood with a 7.5. So hopefully we're able to get on these guys and get some more runs. Um, I know Tristan's ERA doesn't look great right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even I haven't looked at his what his actually is, but you know Oklahoma did play in that uh, tournament and I think they went one for two. 
Um, Did they get but, smoked this past weekend by Baylor? Sunday, it's sixteen to eight, but they won five to three and nine to five. So you know, close games. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I know. I I think we have a better. We have the best batting average in Big Twelve right now, with almost close to being a little over three. So that's really nice. Uh, we just you know hopefully Tristan can come back and just. What I see Tristan doing, because Tristan gets ahead 0-2 and he'll throw, like, he'll throw one kind of waste pitch and then this, you know, 1-2 count, he kind of, he gets caught trying to be too cute to strike these guys out. I was like, no, I should put it at the bottom of the zone, get these double play balls, and let's get going. Let's get out of here. So, you know, this this weekend should be fun. Um, hopefully, I have to work. I'm on nights this weekend, so I won't be able to get to watch an a game personally, so I'll need you to get some videos and put them up on Twitter for us. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll, be, I'll do that for sure. Yeah, I'll be definitely logged into our Twitter, posting a lot. Hopefully, I don't understand how these people get these clips of, um, like they, I guess they have to have their phone out all the time, but they always have perfectly timed clips of like someone going yard and stuff like that. It's like, man, like, I never have my phone out during games. Yeah, I mean, either I try to be in the moment and, you know, uh, look at look at it through my eyes that I paid to be there with instead of a little mm-hmm. bit of screen. But um, yeah, I'll definitely have the phone out. You know, when Melendez comes up to bat or Staley, and try to get some good stuff for our, our feed. Yeah. So, just to recap, kind of the Big 12, um, what happened over the Big 12 in the baseball. Um, TCU swept Kansas State, um, 11-3. Oklahoma State swept Kansas, four two four three two seven. Like we said, Baylor took two of took two of uh, three, and then West Virginia swept Youngstown, so they haven't started conference play yet. Just because we have nine teams, because Iowa State has not does not have a baseball team, which is crazy to believe. So let's all right. So um, I'm gonna move on to the drink of the week for myself. Um, I did a little crawfish boil on Sunday for the um, in-laws and um, my wife's father's sisters were down from pennsylvania so they really never had a crawfish boil before and so my drink of the week is the shiner blonde lights i just you know you have to have some you have to have some nice cold beers out there while you're drinking while you're boiling up some crawfish yeah you definitely gotta get that that light beer uh so you don't fill up too much and uh, mm-hmm. i think uh whenever i think of crawfish I automatically think of like land shark and you know some Michelob and things like that uh, I didn't really drink too much this week, but I did uh, buy me a six pack of the Crawford Bach. Um, I love that beer. I don't know why. I guess you know baseball, MLB baseball officially back on. You know, losing Correa, I was at HEB. I was kind of in my feels, so I went ahead and got me some Crawford Bach for this. Probably use it tomorrow to tailgate uh, for the game. So that'd have to be mine. Okay, so the next sport that we had out, uh, you know, we had women's basketball. They end up beating Ohio State 66 to 63 you know that team is just really good uh, defensively wise I don't these girls have to be in incredible shape to play press like yeah. full court press the whole game just crazy and then so you know they made it to elite eight again this year just that's great um we played now we're facing Stanford um and we end up losing that game uh, 50 to 59. You know, Stanford's a good team, but I thought I thought we had a chance. I, I just kind of thought we had a chance. 
they kind of tied up. Um, but you know, kind of play the he had to end up playing the foul game at the end of the series at the end of the uh, game, and that's kind of the score doesn't reflect really how close it really was. I, I think nine's the largest lead Stanford had, and I think it never got in between got further than five during the actual game time. So yeah, we beat them earlier in the season, so it's you know always hard to beat a quality opponent like uh, Stanford twice in one year. Um, especially the first one being, you know, in their house on the road. I'm really proud of these girls, man. You know, Vic Schaefer has this team loaded and, you know, going. And I, like you said, they, you know, they play full court press. And I, they looked a little tired and sloppy down the stretch in last night's game. So, you know, just tournament style play is tough. You know, you're playing every two days. You know, they were in Austin. Now they're, they were in Washington. And, you know, yeah. not excuse for the girls, but, you know, super proud of them. I'm glad where this, uh, this girls program is at. The future looks very bright, you know, and uh, I mean, lead eight, man, two years in a row. You got to take that. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, the two main stars on the team are freshmen, you know, and so that's something we can build on. I hear we have a really good new incoming freshman as well. Um, so just, you know, we got to keep building on top of these elite eights and get out there and hopefully make some final fours and get some championships. Definitely. So. I guess the next team we have, we have our softball girls. Uh, they end up sweeping Kansas. Um, they won 7-6, 9-2, and 11-2. Good, you know, good start of conference play for them. I, they're finally getting ready to go. Yeah, starting off conference play on the road, you know, going out there with a sweep is always, you know, uh, always what you're looking for. Uh, we got the Raging Cajuns this week, midweek game. At home, and uh, then we play Iowa State next week, which I mean, it's weird that they have a softball team but not a baseball team. Yeah, really. So one thing I forgot to mention, I had it in our notes, but uh, I don't know. Did you see the Campbell score um, like on uh, Sunday? No, I did not. It was they beat Presbyterian thirty-six to four. Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, well, they, only, they only had twenty-six hits, but. 36. I'd like to see a score like that on Tuesday. You know, let's try to beat that, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, football. Football started. Um, we had we got some clips. I, you know, I saw a couple clips of Xavier and uh, Blue out there just juking the defenders out of their shoes and making catches. You know, always, you know, they're – we're going to win the Big 12, win national championship now, of course, because of these highlights that we're seeing. But We do have the best just, team in the country, man. They're they're amazing. They Every video clip, every picture, every everything they do, man, gets me hyped up. And it's good to see, uh, you know, Blue with the, those those moves like that, especially not playing his senior year. So yeah, looks like, uh, you know, he didn't, you know, didn't sit on the couch and he looks good to go. Yeah, and then uh, we got a, made a top ten for the uh, a four-star Jaquez Paraway, a receiver. So that's good. We we always can use more receivers. Yeah, four-star receiver, uh, 48th player nationally overall, uh, ninth receiver overall, 10th player in Texas. Uh, his and his brother actually plays for uh, TCU, I believe. He's a linebacker. At okay. TCU. Yeah, it's, uh, Javian Gibson. Um, so maybe, you know, it would be, I think it's going to be a hard pool, but you know, we, uh, we always got to, you need receivers, especially in depth and guys who can step in and play. 
Yeah. We had uh, Arch Mr. Manning on campus this weekend, too. We can't forget. This Texas Relays was going on. Um, I got the, the visitors list right here, so I'm just going to kind of read through it. You know, we got Mick O'Harrison, uh, Pilot, Dale and Austin, uh, Arch Manning, Ruben Owen, Cedric Baxter Jr., John Tate Cook, which I think he's going to be on campus two weekends in a row. Uh, Jaden Greathouse, who I think will be the first guy to commit for us, will be Braylon James, uh, DeCorian Moore. He was at Texas Relays. Uh, Will Randall, uh, Ian Reed, Jaden Chapman, uh, Connor Stroh, Andre Kojo, uh, Marcus Deal. Uh, yeah, and the list keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And we had the number one player in, in Texas. On, uh, we had the number one player nationally with Arch and the number one player in Texas on campus. So, you know, huge recruiting weekend um, for Texas. You know, it's – I wish – I hope he, you know, likes to shut it down and make his commitment and – start recruiting guys before the season starts, but I have a feeling like this one's going to get drawn out and he's going to wait to see the product. I doubt Arch Manning will be the guy who you see pull the trigger super early and then back out of his commitment and go somewhere else. So, um, yeah, he said he will be back. He didn't. Uh, it was pretty quiet, you know. So everything I'm saying is kind of just things I've read, but, yeah, he will be back. This was his third official visit or fourth. So, you know, anytime you can get Arch Manning on campus four or five times, it's – yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah, it's really is. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be key for next year's class. I think he brings a lot of people with him. Um, I think if anything, he might be a sonic commit at the beginning of the year and then kind of announced towards the later the end of the year. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens to him. You know, we just gotta go out win games show that the system works which we all know the system can work with the right players we just need to show him that we have the right players and they're coming along so but um so we got a little bit of a little alumni news um scotty schaefer uh won the dell match play and is now considered the number one golfer in the world and he's a former texas golfer so that's that's I cool to that. see yeah congrats to him so i um so that's you know we had Spieth, number one at the time, and now him. So Texas is going to produce some golf players as well. Yep, yep, definitely. And then for we got some good news for men's basketball as well. Um, Brock and Bishop are coming back for next year. So we're still waiting on a couple more guys to see who's going to be returning and what's going to happen with them. But, you know, it's a good start. Good, you know, I, I, I liked how Bishop finished the year. He was uh, – once he kind of got – was the guy he kind of showed that why he should just be the guy he was playing real good defense and finishing around the basket which is what you need your center to do yeah definitely he's tall you always you know we want size back averages you know seven points a game um yeah we'll gladly take it back you know there's a lot of uncertainties next year's roster especially after uh you know chris beard pieces together uh with all these you know super seniors and transfers and stuff so um yeah you know getting these two guys back is um, is huge. You know, Brock Cunningham didn't give you a lot of points, but I feel like he was more of like that, you know, motor guy. Uh, he brings a lot more uh, with his intangibles than he does, you know, with the scoring ability. So, yeah, you know, off to a good start getting a couple guys back. So, yeah. So, and then we have, I know we have a couple of signing, uh, five star signees. And so, yeah, you know, the team's going to be interesting with some new faces, hopefully, and see how they can do next year. Well, um, that's all the kind of news we have. So I have a couple of the light to the tire questions for you. What you got? 
right. My first one is Ken Griffey has the best pure swing of all time. Ooh, pure swing of all time. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to like the tower on that one. It's not my favorite swing of all time. It's a great – it's classic, right? It's just pure preference. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, especially with the hat backwards, you know, you picture those home run derbies. Uh, yeah, you got to go with Griffey, man. So okay, this is kind of a off our side question. Who's your favorite batting stance player? Uh, Jeff Bagwell. You know, growing up, an Astros fan, you know, you immediately – Remember Bagwell? Yeah, everybody's tried to mimic it. You figure, like, how the hell did this guy hit like this? But, yeah, hands down, Bagwell. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's mine, too. I love, like, playing – you play the video games. You try to throw – you try to get that guy to strike out. And, this, you know, the score, his strike zone, like, barely anything on the on video games. But, yeah, it's just – I don't know how you could get in a squatted position and be able to hit like that. That's great, yeah. And then for this team, this baseball team, I'm going to go with Murphy Staley, too, man. I love watching that guy bat. He just sits up there, stands straight up, relax, and just smashes the ball, man. You know, I'm going to go Murphy for our, our players. Man, I just don't understand how he gets power from there. Like, you know, there's no bends in the knees. It's just straight up and down, and then, pow, the ball's out of there. All right, cool. But, I don't know, for me, it's it's Trey. Um, oh, yeah. I like Trey's swing. When he, you know, he gets his arms extended, he just – who pulls that ball just and that ball just jumps off his bat like he saw on Sunday like that three run blast was just out of there. So. Yeah, he has a major MLB pop on that bat and I'm glad it's coming around and you know he needs to get the strikeouts down but you know the mm-hmm. the pop is there you know he's he's doing great for us. Yeah. So my my next question is um the uh, the red potatoes are the best side of the crawfish boil. Ooh, I'm gonna have to disagree i'm gonna is sausage considered a side yeah i would yeah so i'm gonna definitely go with the sausage but you know potatoes are my second best i love the corn it's great but i just hate getting it stuck in my teeth and you know sometimes you get too much of the seasoning on there and things like that so yeah i'm gonna definitely i'm gonna go with sausage but potato being a a close second yeah so like the potatoes are are probably are good for like my best but we do a little different. Um, we add, we put mushrooms, black olives, sweet potatoes, and eggs in ours. See, I've and, never had the olives in there. I've had some with Brussels sprouts, which I don't, I don't, I like Brussels sprouts, so I don't mind that. But I've never, and then even asparagus, I think I've had, but I've never had eggs, and I've never. Do you just put them in there like whole, like boil them? Uh, yeah, well, we we crack the, we crack the top a little bit so that seasoning can get in there and get the seasoning in the egg um and then sweet potatoes man that's like we cut those in half toss them in you get that sweet and that spicy together with those so good yeah that so. sounds good i love sweet potatoes so um yeah i got a couple like the question like the tower questions for you i'm gonna kind of piggyback on your uh on your crawfish boil one and i'm gonna ask you barbecue or crawfish barbecue over crawfish boil for summer get-togethers Summer, oh, summer, summer, summer. If it's if it's summer, I'll do crawfish. Like I like, it, I think stand, like because for crawfish, you stand around the pot for about three hours, drinking, hanging out, listening to music, playing some cornhole, and everything. But to me, like working on the grill, with the open flame right there, uh, you know, it's it's not for the summer, not for Texas heat. 
Yeah. You know, um, if you said winter, we we would go, we'd definitely go barbecue because crawfish not season, but like a boil white, like barbecue for me is more of like doing it during like, say like late September, like football season, barbecue season for sure. For sure. And my last one, um, who do you hate more, Texas A&M or Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Same. No, no yeah. doubt. I. Oh, oh, that was that was easy. That was too quick. I think, I, I, think I hate Texas A&M fans more, but I hate the Oklahoma football team more. Like they're actually sports program. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, because like my, I'm married into Aggies, but they're not sports fans. Like, um, my wife's an Aggie, she, she, he, um, and her, like her brother-in-law, like he's an Aggie, but he's not into, he's not really a big sports fan. Um, so like I can sit there and have conversations with them all, you know, talk about whatever other stuff and be fine, but you can't find a non-sport fan in Oklahoma and they're just annoying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I hate Oklahoma more. I just, I guess it's because, like, we haven't had that rivalry with them in such, you know, what, 10, how is it, like, 10 years now? Years, yeah. So, I, when we get back to the SEC, probably it'll change, but for right now, it's definitely Oklahoma, like. I'm going to have to agree, like I said, I'll go uh, A&M fans are the worst, but Oklahoma team sports are there for me, so. Yeah, those are mine, that's all I got. All right, well. That's been the episode. Um, hopefully, y'all enjoy it. And then, you know, leave. We have it. We now have it officially set up for Apple Podcasts. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, balls underscore bevo. Um, so, yeah, um, follow us there. We try to post during games and have some polls going up. We'll have. Uh, I have a, an idea for a poll coming up that we'll put out and see if we can get some momentum there. And, you know, nice leave, talking to y'all and talk to y'all next week. And Leave us a rating if you can. Hook them.